really done a terrible job of that. In future, this podcast will become known as the secret to um, getting a job. Parmesan cheese has the same smell as vomit. And I was like, isn't that illegal? And I, and I said that. I was like, oh, how is that legal? She's like, oh, we farm them so we can have them as I didn't want them to be good, but they're really good. No, no, no. You're listening to the Pepper and Me podcast around the dinner table with Cherie, Cam and Lorne, where we chat all things food and business. Awesome. All right. Well, welcome to Around the Dinner Table. I'm Lorne. This is Cherie. And today we have a special guest, Tash. Um, Tash is a... You call yourself a writer first, I guess, hey, but you're a... Yeah, storyteller. Storyteller. Um, Tash is in the sort of hospitality and technology and... uh, Food. Food and... Drink. Mm. Drinks and travel. No, not travel. Mm. Travel. Sometimes. When I can. really done a terrible job of that. (laughs) (laughs) Tash, you introduce yourself. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) I'm Tash McGill. I am a... uh, Writer, yes, storyteller, business strategist, transformationist. Most of my work is found at the intersection of uh, tourism, hospitality, food and beverage, and technology. See? Perfect. Okay. Epic. Got my stuff. Tash is a legend. That's what I mean, Tash is a legend who loves food and spins great yarns. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. That's, nice. that's, what, that's what we're aiming for. Yeah, okay. yeah. perfect. Perfect. But I guess, uh, like, we know Tash weirdly from way back, so... Yeah, that was funny, yeah. That was, like, when you put that together when I was on a podcast with yeah. you. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. Interviewing me for a podcast. Interviewing you for the feed, and then I'm just like, wait, I know, we've met before, there's a whole thing, and then I was finally put it together that you were Cherie, Lawn's sister. We'd met once in passing. Yeah. I was always like, man, the the, the chefing on the boats, that's that's something I could see myself doing for a year, and Lawn would spin yarns about you. And Yeah, yeah so that go. was when I was working on the boats. Lawn was working in Auckland, in Auckland at yeah. a technology yeah, a website. company. Hosting, website. And you were just in the shared space with yeah. them, is yeah. that right? Yeah. yeah. And I did come and visit once. Wild times. Yeah, because we were in Auckland for a few weeks. Lauren got dumped by his girlfriend, so I took him out. Okay. <laughs> 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 oh, yep. those days. The teapot bar and... I still have a photo of when you uh, taught me to cook and we threw uh, rotten spinach all over the kitchen. Oh, I don't remember that. Well, we hammered. <laughs> <laughs> we, also, we also put a hole in the wall. You put a hole in the wall with I your phone. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Outrageous. Times. This is very that was very unlike Lauren, like probably the only time I've seen you carry on like that. that bad. Yeah. I was eighteen. It was a different me. Yeah. yeah. Longer hair. Shaggier. Yes. More hair, shaggier, yeah. yep. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Oh well. Didn't we like swap jeans? In the club? Because you yeah. couldn't get in or something? We, I, I was wearing shorts and I couldn't get into a club. Yeah, so and so we I went around to a bar and I wore sw- your jeans. And I put your shorts, shorts on. And then we went back and the, <laughs> the bouncer was like, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. Ideal scenario. No, we, couldn't get, we couldn't get home because oh, we only had $10 for a taxi. So the taxi took us halfway home. Oh, pre-Uber. Yeah, this is my pre-Uber. <laughs> coming back. I didn't realise that bringing Tash on here would bring all of these memories <laughs> Oh, back. shit, that was so funny, eh? Because I would have been like 22, so you would have been 18. You would 18. Have been, hang on, yeah. 18. Yeah, and I was working on the boats and we must have just stopped. The boat was in Auckland, was it? No, not at that point. That's weird that I had no money at... You had money. Yeah. You just yeah, weren't prepared to spend it. If I was working on a yacht, I would have had money. For you sure. had money. Did I lose? I probably lost my EFPOS card. That's what would have happened. As a, Probably. as a realistic And we only thing. had like $10 cash. $10 like take us halfway up to Minion Road. 
<laughs> anyway, good times. Cool. Anyway, yeah. so that's how it all came together, right? Yeah. yeah, beautiful. Yeah, and um, and Tasha's also worked with Luke, our designer here as well. Mm-hmm. So that was even probably pre. Yeah, that was pre. That was even pre that. Yeah. So, so yeah. there's lots of little connections there, and I've actually known Luke and for way too many years. To have mention. you got these secrets about Luke? Because he's yeah. pretty quiet around here. He doesn't hasn't really come out of his shell yet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, come on, give us something. Give us he gives something us something, juicy. eh? Oh. He's, um, yeah, he's very good at coming to work and doing his work and not okay. indulging in the office gossip like everyone else. Good, he puts his headphones in and yeah, he actually works. Head- That's yeah. like better yeah. than 90% of the team here. Come on. <laughs> oh, burn city. Far out. That was like laser beam. Oh, look, I've got many stories and I will share them, but not, not on the podcast. Not on the podcast. Yeah, but fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to keep that, you know, 25-year we'll we'll relationship take out. We'll take him out on booze. That's the only way. That's the only way. Loosen him up. Yep. I did that to Troy's first week here. Yeah, and he still regrets that. Yep. Well, that's he what He still happens. won't do it again. Come to my house. Yeah, my he house won't go to your again. house. Yeah, well, absolutely sizzle You know what Troy? he was stoked about, though? What? Well, he got his shoes back when you moved house. Oh. That he left at your house from that night. I knew that, yeah. <laughs> Outstanding. I bring a big bucket of lost shoe, lost property in from my house. Yeah, one of the others was. He came to work the next day because we went out on a Friday. I took everyone out on a Friday for drinks. And oh, it must came have to been work a the Thursday next... or something. Yeah, oh, it was a Thursday. And then um, had to send him home at like 10 a.m. because yeah, he was just spewing up on the toilet. Like, so cool. No. Yeah, this yes. is literally like two weeks into working for us. <laughs> yeah, right. and he was so panicked about what Lorne would think. <laughs> like, Lorne can't really complain when it's me who's done this to you. <laughs> I think. Like one of the one of the wisest um, sayings, really, and principles to live by, is that if you do the crime, you have to do the time, and that means if you if you got rinsed at a at a work function of yep. any form, yep. even if it's just at your boss's house and she was plying you with <laughs> with liquor, yep. you have to turn up tomorrow and just suffer through it. Oh, like, he did. Like, there's, he did. There's no, he there's tried. no going he home. Tried. He, he tried. He was he was vomiting like every five minutes. Yep. I think someone was like, "You need to just go." Yep. <laughs> Yeah, he, he would have stuck it out. But he would have no, stuck it, it out, yeah. It wasn't oh, we just man. saw his car like pooning away and then he texted you away. He's like, sorry, bro, i got to go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, <laughs> Poor Troy. He got down to the roundabout and he turned right towards Rotorua instead of left towards home. Oh. And he drove like 15 more minutes towards Rotorua without realising. Oh, my God. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's how big of a night we had. That's how like... Yes. Re- <clears throat> Yeah. yeah. Anyway. anyway. Okay, moving anyway. on. Hashtag host responsibility. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's, how your I, limits. that's how we get to know. You know, what we're doing with Josh, we do the um, the personality kind of profiling, strengths. the strengths training. Yeah. And what's the strength we – relater. Relater. Where there's a circle, right? And relaters, people who have the relater strength, they like – have layers, right? And the mm-hmm. people like an people mm-hmm. gradually move inside your mm-hmm. layers till they get to you in a circle. Mm-hmm. And Shree's got the opposite. I've of got that the strength. opposite. Yeah, but like four of our staff mm. are, have related, yep. and I'm like, oh, I do. I consciously do the opposite. I will take someone I don't know at all, and I will plonk them, pinpoint them in the middle, in the absolute middle, and I will give them everything I've got, and like judge from that night, judge which layer of the circle they <laughs> They move back out to. <laughs> they yeah. move back out, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they'll all have that same experience, and then I'm like, oh, right, you don't fit in here, you right back there, <laughs> or like, you can go in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> in future, this podcast will become known as the secret to um, getting a job or oh, not yes. at, uh, yes. at the Pepper and Me Empire. Yeah, funny, eh? Interesting how everyone works. Because you'd think most people probably do go like that. 
Not me. Slowly work their way into the centre. I think there's something to be said, though, for just, like, giving people a bit of... I mean, not that that we should talk about hazing as a positive thing, (laughs) but just giving people the haze (laughs) and being like, cool, okay, you know... We've sorted you out day one. Yeah. Yeah. What can you handle? What can you not? All right. It's really actually a way, if you think about it, it's a way of looking after people. It is. You know? (laughs) You're just looking out for people, aren't you, Sheree? It's about about looking to understand their boundaries and how they can roll, and and then you know. Yeah. Yeah. See, this is why Tash is a strategist. Yes. You should talk to her more often. So you well, can... this is my strategy. <laughs> <laughs> I strip them back to, like, get all the layers off, right, and then see what's what guts are under there and then <laughs> process yeah. that information yeah. okay. very quickly. All right, okay, well, we'll move on to our regular segments on the plate. Um, what have you guys been eating lately that has... We, we made breakfast tacos on the weekend. Oh, my ones? Yep. Yep. We had big wraps, so they were mm-hmm. more like Bridget breakfast burritos. Turkish kebabs. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they were mean, but um, I think we'll use smaller wraps. I think they're underrated. I think the smashed um, beans are like underrated. As I well, tried to right? tell you that, guys, that I've been trying to tell yeah. everyone because everyone's like, I want bacon and egg. I'm like, no, you don't need it. The smashed bean with egg yep. and like avocado and then a spicy sauce is so good. And I feel like when you have toast and hash browns, that like, it actually cancels each other. Actually, just ruins my day a little. Like I love eating it, but then I just feel real sluggish. I feel yep. like crap for like at least a couple of hours. Yeah. So I love having the brekkie tacos. That is definitely my favourite. breakfast. What would you have for a cooked breakfast? Oh, I'm like eggs and spinach. Eggs oh and yeah. Spinach. Oh yeah. Yeah, totally. Yep. Like, like to the ex- eggs and greens yeah. for sure. So sometimes broccoli, asparagus when it's in season. Like, but spinach is kind of my go-to. I will go through the bag. You know how like you get the bag oh, of yeah. spinach if you, uh, you know, if that's your option at the time, and you get the bag of spinach, and I will go through and pick out all of the good leaves, ones. like just to make sure I maximise the value of that spinach because spinach is like a daily dose. Yes. For me, nice. yeah. um, kale's probably my favourite green at the moment. Which type though? The curly c- or curly? Yeah, I okay. think. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't really like phase. I'll eat any kale, but as long, yeah, as long as it's cooked. Um, oh, with yeah. Eggs is just delicious. Mm-hmm. I reckon. So good. So good. I hate an eggs beanie when it's got spinach on it. It's like well, that's my... eggs Florentine. Oh. People often make that oh. mistake. Yeah, See, and this is why you're on the podcast. <laughs> is that with hollandaise as well? Yeah, yeah. So, so typically the Benedict is. Um, with with salmon or bacon, so yep. with an additional yep. protein. Yep. Yes. If you put it with spinach, then Florentine. it's a Florentine. And if you have the spinach and all together, then it's just tobacco. It's smash. <laughs> well, it's, what's the it's one everything. with the cheese sauce on top? I thought always that was Florentine. No, I don't think so. Oh, maybe. We could. Uh, we'll we have, have to, to go Google to Google. Yeah, yeah, I'll have to check because I remember doing it in chef school and being like, this is weird. Oh. I'll have a check. Okay. Like the bechamel? Yeah, almost, yes. <sighs> um, okay. Maybe it's got spinach as well. Maybe. But it just annoys me because you end up with all of this like watery stuff and there's nothing to mop it up with and it's like you just don't like spinach. Yeah, well you don't really anyway. get that with kale, do you? Okay. I'm a big okay. fan. Yeah. I'm a right. big new fan of the all kale. Right. Kale's awesome. Yeah. It's the Tuscan for me really wins it over. Have mm. you got um have you got any kale growing in your veggie pod? I do oh I've got yes, in my veggie pod and at home and it's actually growing. So I'm almost ready to harvest it. I've have you um looked at your veggie pod since you've No, I've no? been meaning to only just got it's here. I was a busy. little bit beaten up, eh? It was very windy. <laughs> okay. Isn't what the shell? Isn't that what the shelter's for? Yeah, I yeah but the shelter sh- blew off. 
Oh. And, it, and it blew off over top of like two units down and the mechanic down the road went and picked it up for us and dragged oh, really? it back down mm. and strapped it down. And ah. yeah, anyway, yeah, and that's been on my plate. Veggie pot improvements needs a little latch. You can buy so. them. I'm sure you just didn't oh, buy them. Oh, okay. But. Well, the guy didn't tell me. Anyway, what about you, Tash? What's your plate? So many things on my plate. Did a long Italian dinner on Saturday night with a house full of people. Isn't that the best dinner in the world? So the best dinner. I'm excited to hear about this. So, I mean, just classic cheese board to start, but I was a bit bougie and I had some homemade hummus, Uh so that was delicious. Nice. Um, Is it better than the bought hummus? Is it really 100% better? because you okay. can control the texture. Almost okay. like so much bought, like so much hummus that you buy here yep. has got that chunky texture. It doesn't have enough of it's the actual smooth. chickpea juice or. Is that like, what, so what's your key to making it super smooth? Because I've tried, I've borrowed Thermomixes, I've done ice cubes, I've soaked the chickpeas, I've boiled them in baking soda. I can't get it as smooth as the Obella hummus. I reckon that's. Oh, the Obella's pretty good. It's pretty yeah. good, eh? Yeah, it's pretty good. I've not made, been Gold able to standard. make a homemade hummus as smooth as the Obella. Um, I so I do my chickpeas from dry in a you know instant pot. Yeah. Um, I shell the skins off. Yeah. Um, tahini. Yeah. But I shake my tahini with ice cold water. Okay. Put that in, um, and then I save the chickpea juice from that I've used to cook it, and I add I that it. in, so you get that kind of yeah, going okay. on. Okay. Um, and then just blend the crap out of it. Yeah. And I soak the I soak my garlic in the lemon juice first before I do anything. Okay. So blitz that first because that then kind of mellows out, so you don't get that Flavor. super raw garlic yeah. pit thing going on. Yeah. Such a process. I it is, but it's actually yeah. really fast. Oh, I know, I know. I, I, I don't mind making it. I just do. I that obella. I'm just like it's mm-hmm. so good. It I is really good. With eh? a pickled jalapeno on it, it's funny. It's so good. I love it. I'm a big fan <laughs> of a packet hummus. Mm. Anyway, yeah, delicious that brand. Um, oh yeah, what else? Yeah, board, so, so, so yeah. cheese board. So did the like the long slow mushroom risotto. You know, it's probably yep. my very favourite. Um, and then did that with crispy, uh, so like crispy portobellos and um, charcoal wow. onions on top that I just finished off with some sherry vinegar. Like the sherry vinegar portobello mushroom combination is heaven. Um, nothing exciting or kind of revelatory about it. It's just heavenly. Um, and then did some baked salmon tails, um, lemon garlic, um, sage and some uh, roast potatoes with a little garlic yogurt saucy thingy. Yeah. So that was more sort of Mediterranean, but yeah. And then just beans, like just kind of delicious. Nice. And then actually, to be fair, the Italian part of the meal just dropped off after the risotto. <laughs> um, oh no, it was de- yeah, but it was delicious. And then a sticky date pudding with ginger oh, for dessert, good. which I hadn't made for ages. And you kind of you know when you go oh yeah sweet I'll throw that together and then you're just like I don't remember how to make this at all. Yep. <laughs> I have to pull out a recipe book, but that's right. Came together. Yeah. I haven't had sticky date pudding in No, I haven't. There's a recipe in um, one of my books with the, I think it's got like a rum caramel or something. It's oh, yeah. Quite yeah. It's a good recipe, that one. It's a really mm. good one. Yeah, I did a whiskey toffee sauce. Yum. Yum. I have to yeah. stay on brand. Yes. You know, yeah. With yes. whiskey. Um, but yeah, it was delicious. But the other thing I have been eating, I will say, is um, I have been a little bit. Um, uh, just going through the TikTok trends. Yeah. Um, but I'm really interested in the the history of the TikTok trends. Oh, okay. Like, actually trying to figure out, like, the original, yep, like, who first from. did this, who yep. did the whatever, um, to do that, and then kind of try and make the original versus nice. some of the adulterations that you yes. see on, yeah. Yep. Anyway. Yeah. So what trend, like, what in particular trends have you been? So the, the sushi bake, yeah. I first tried that in January, and the sushi bake has definitely stuck around, which I think is really weird because it's kind of Americanized sushi mm. flavors with sriracha, which is 
tie. Yeah. So you're just yep. kind of like just mashing all these yep. things together. Like, mm. um, and then, uh, yeah, feud. <laughs> oh, I hate that word. Um, and then, but the um, but the smashed the smashed burger tacos. Mm. I didn't want them to be good, but they're really good. No, they're oh, not. Yes. <laughs> no, they're not. Here we go. They're not good. Here we go. No, they're not good. But, okay, well maybe you need to make one for me and change. It must be good because everyone's making them. And it's not going anywhere. It's like it just uh, well. This is my thing. Is like it has to be. I don't make. I don't make those. Like there's the cottage cheese mustard thing happening at the moment. Yeah. No, not whatever. If it lasts for six months, I'll try it. So if yeah. it's if it's been around for six months yeah. or longer, then I'm like okay. And that yeah. So mm. well, it depends. Why don't you like it? What 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 don't you think's good? Well. <sighs> Multiple things. First thing, I think we did. We talked about this in last week's we podcast. Did, yeah. so I won't go, oh, I won't go too much, but I think the, the beef needs to have a crust on both sides, the top and the bottom of like yeah. a smash burger. Other, it doesn't get crispy on the bottom side, so you, so you get that grey, watery kind of yeah, yeah. mince. And then secondly, I think that the to- the tortilla cooks too much if you try and cook when the you press it the down. I like it soft and uh, grilled. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay. don't like it. Crispy tortilla. Yeah. I don't if you did like, like a smash that. burger, mincy kind of thing. Then flipped it, and then did the tortilla, and then flipped but it. But then there's no point. You just make a burger. That's how it's supposed to be. That's right. what it yeah. should be. You know. Yeah. Anyway, fine. Okay, moving on. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. I'll try it again. <laughs> okay. You know what I saw actually on that sort of trend? Um, someone did um, a croissant, and they cut it in half, and then they did like a grilled cheese in the pan, so it was like this whole circle of grilled mm. cheese, and slapped the croissant into that, and then made the, I'll show you the TikTok, it's okay. delicious, but anyway. We'll, I've been we'll seeing a lot of those squash croissants, I don't know if we've talked about the squash croissants, mm. and then they caramelise them with the honey, so they oh. flatten the croissant, roll it out too, and then like caramelise them oh. with honey, or like Change a hot honey, and then make a sandwich with a whole burrata. And um, I was like, firstly, that's going to cost you $50 to make one sandwich. And secondly, there must be 5,000 calories in that. Like the you, butter in the why, why would you want to squash a croissant? It, it defeat, it's not enhancing the initial, yeah. it's not enhancing no. the original product in you any are, way, shape or form. No. Yeah, I'm that with you, I'm with you on that. It be that yeah. one. Like I'm not, obviously not a, clearly not a calorie counter, but when I, I'm like, we know what one croissant is, we enjoy it, we like love that croissant. Why squash them down so you can have two? Isn't part of the joy of a croissant like tearing apart yes, those buttery layers? all the layers you know? and like, just, yeah. oh God, I love Lovely. a croissant. Yeah. My friend Sam, she teaches patisserie at um, LCB and in Wellington, right? Yeah. And I just think every time I see that, I just think how that would break her heart. Just all yeah. of like, yes. it's hours and hours and hours of lamination yeah. to create yeah, each one of those little layers. And then just be like, bam. <laughs> see you later. Might as well just go buy puff pastry from the supermarket. Right. I want to talk about Amosfield a little bit. Um, <laughs> I'm so ready for it. Yeah. Yeah, because I think overall, I'll, I'll just give you a rundown of what we had, but I, I did put it on Instagram, so I think most people would see it. But the first course came out in a... Uh, A frozen fish head in a fog of... There was a lot of smoke. There was smoke on almost every dish. Yes. So the lid comes off and all dry ice on every dish. And uh, there was a tiny little cone with a little bit of raw fish and a little bit of horseradish cream on the top. Beautiful wee bite. The the whole charade from start to finish was definitely out the gate. The theatre was... Insane. Every dish that came out had like a decent, in-depth story. Mm-hmm. Every di- dish, like every time they bring a dish out, they'd get the trolley, fold it, open it up, bring what they had, and then like give you your plates and then serve up the food. It was like a whole process. But to eat most of the food um, wasn't like the best eating experience. I reckon <laughs> when you put it in your mouth, you weren't like, oh, that's yum. 
But was that flavour or texture or temperature? Well, both or? because there was so much thought clearly put into everything. Um, the fish bite was probably my favourite. Like that was like great little raw fish. I love a little horseradish cream bite. Um, the baby power, I had lots of people question me on this. So you, they bring out the baby power and that's cooked for eight seconds and um, mm. <laughs> and then they serve it in a sort of champagne cream sauce or whatever. But everyone's like, isn't that illegal? And I, and I said that. I was like, oh, how is that legal? She's like, oh, we farm them so we can have them as baby. Oh. Oh. I was like, oh, are you just – you're just trying to like get – you know, people revved up about you are. it. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how I felt about that. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it tasted fine. It was great. I don't know. I've had cream power from my mates made with a fry bread that tastes better. Yeah, as an eating experience. What else did we have? Like, oh, it was just so complex. I can't even begin to unravel because there's 18 courses and each course had 20 things to talk about mm. so I don't even know Man. where you'd start but I'll skip there was some really yummy food in there there was um my favorite was they took us outside bring our coats bring our wines and there was um one of the chefs on the open fire and he grilled some octopus that had been sort of um in the sous vide for 12 or something else mm-hmm. so super tender super flavorful and then he just finished on the grill and they'd made some like handmade little tacos with a couple of really punchy sauces and that was outstanding the flavors were perfect it was amazing to eat that was the only course that i thought was amazing to eat Mm -hmm. i would have quite happily had three octopus tacos um the crayfish was and sweetbread was quite nice a lot of creamy sauces i'd say at least six or seven Mm -hmm. on a creamy sauce base the oysters were in a foam with a frozen cucumber at the bottom um yeah I don't know. I don't know what to say about it because I appreciate that it's it's properly out the gate, absolutely insane. But you wouldn't go you wouldn't go back. I don't think. Is it like an ever changing menu, like or because that sounds like a lot of admin? Oh, the whole thing is admin. They yeah. spend months in in, yeah. in dish development, though. Yeah, don't they? it said I mean, like, yeah, no, it said it, the deer antler dish, which was one of the desserts. There was four desserts. The first was a chocolate duck head filled with a liver parfait, and I've been. To, I like liver parfait on dessert. I've seen that a few times. Mm-hmm. Had someone put it in macaron, which I think worked mm-hmm. perfectly. You had mm-hmm. like the sweet chewy macaron with a creamy liver parfait in the middle. This was just like a chocolate duck head, and they got a hot knife and made a big show of sawing the duck's head in half. It was a big show, and then like, I'm like, meh, chocolate duck with. Parfait didn't blow my mind. It like wasn't nice to eat. Um, but the last dessert was a deer antler that they'd served in a deer skull, pulled the antler off, and it was made from deer milk, and it was in a blood sauce, uh, which was some sort of red sauce, but it really it wasn't nice mm. at all. It was mm. not nice to eat. It was... It was the last course. Yeah. It was eleven thirty, and we were over it by that well time. and truly over it. And to be honest, we'd had nine bottles of wine. Like <sighs> we've been there for five hours. You're Man. like, um, mm. oh, it's a bit loud down there. We'll Would you just have palate exhaustion by that point? Like, I one hundred be, be pretty fatigued. Um, I was well and truly fatigued. Yeah, by about mm. the tenth or eleventh, and some of them were having cocktails. I was like, I will, I will, I will never have a cocktail with a degustation because it's just it's just right, adds too much, more too much way too much flavors. Uh, so with we one s- exception, the truffle Negroni at Esther at the beginning of their truffle lunch. Ooh. That was delicious. That was, yeah, that sounds but that, good. But that worked to as be there. Like in a yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cocktails on top of that was too much. Anyway, really interesting. Three hundred and sixty dollars a head, 
And that was, I mean, that's a fair price to pay for what we got for sure. Um, matching wine's another 200 If you wanted to add truffles, it was another 200 <laughs> So you're looking at around $800. For an all out. For a, I'd say that was what ours probably cost per head. Man. I was taken out there. I yep. absolutely could not have afforded Dinner and a show though, eh? Shit, yeah. And once in a life, that's a top restaurant in New Zealand mm. last year. Was mm. named the top right. restaurant in New mm. Zealand. <clears throat> so it's an experience. It's like a show, yeah. Yeah, but then absolutely. I guess that brings me to my final question. Like, should that as be what makes a top restaurant in New Zealand? The fact that you get that experience or should it be where you get the best food? Interesting. Yeah. Because I don't think that that, <clears throat> in my opinion, that does not deserve that title. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Should it get the best experience? What do you think, Tash? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, look, we all know that like controversy and a little bit of a debate yeah. makes for makes for better podcast listening material. But <laughs> I actually agree. Yeah. I think one of the challenges is is how do you call something the top when it's so when it, when accessibility to it is so limited. So limited. Yeah. And and it's an incredible, it's an artistic experience. Yes. yes. More than it is necessarily an eating, eating. experience. Because yep. if you were to look at, you know, I mean, and that's, you know, obviously you don't want to look at everything with like a nutritional lens, but if you were to look at the the nutrition, the taste texture, the overall kind of what is a restaurant about, mm. it's about expressions of hospitality, eating, tasting good. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah maybe I don't know. I'm putting it's too tough. much emphasis on the food because obviously the service was second to none. Mm -hmm. The the um, the wine is incredible. The the whole procedure from getting a hot towel on your hands when you yeah. sit down to um, be taken outside and they've got your four jackets and coats ready. Your drinks are yeah. already out there. Yeah. Like every detail was thought through. It was impeccable. And each dish came with quite, uh, an in-depth story of like yeah. where so there was a lamb's tail dish and it was a lamb's tail and they'd put some sort of fluffy stuff on top that they lit on fire mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. burnt the it lamb's tail. It's a show, tail isn't it? It's and then cut that up and served it. And that was and that was obviously quite cool because it was quite relatable for Kiwi there's a Kiwi thing to do mm -hmm. to have your lamb's mm -hmm. tail on the barbecue. Yeah. yeah. Um so yeah, get that. That makes so much sense. It's such a um, an experience, but yeah. But it's a step even beyond fine dining, right? Because you yes. could say, oh, it's New Zealand's best fine dining mm. experience. Mm. But actually, fine fine dining is like like is a you know yeah, yeah. It's, it's a step beyond that. Yeah. So best 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 food experience. I did sure. have a. I had at least ten people say to me they went a couple of years ago, and it wasn't. That level. Oh, it's become more avant-garde. It's just gone, sure. gone, uh, um, like more yeah. and more and more out the gate, yeah. um, which is pretty cool. But I think, oh, I mean, go, go there for sure, try it, but just expect, yeah, the the theatre to be. Mm. Um, whereas I was maybe expecting it to be the best food I've ever had as mm. this restaurant. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, we'll move on from that. I, I've been in Queenstown for a week, so I, I've done a few things. I. Had the breakfast buffet. Yeah. As I you know, I hate morning. the breakfast buffet, but um, it was included in the room. So it's kind of hard to go out and spend $80 on a brunch when you know that there's a breakfast buffet there. And and I see on your notes there that you think you've, you've changed well, your tune. I just, 
It was the best breakfast buffet I've ever been to, okay. and it's not the biggest. It wasn't the fanciest. It wasn't. It was just that the, the fruit was freshly cut every mm-hmm. morning. You could tell it was cut like an hour before. It hadn't been sitting yeah. there swimming. Everything like the, the scrambled eggs were actual egg, not powdered mm-hmm. egg. Um, the lady who was doing the omelets and poaching fresh eggs, like perfect poachies every time. They had sourdough on the bread selection, which mm-hmm. was great. You don't need fifty breads; just do like a couple of nice ones. Um, the pastries were fresh out of the oven. Usually they sit there and they're stale. Mm. And there was no PCUs. So the um, the butter and the um, jam peanut butter was just in big jars and you, mm-hmm. you had little ramekins there that you could mm. – because yeah. that's one of my issues is the wastage and the plastics like that. Where right. you're like you – everyone has like 10 PCUs on their um, – Little, the plate, little butter things. And then you don't eat half of them and they go in the bin. Like, no, it's not, it's just excessive and wasteful, mm. I think. And yeah. I'm excessive. But <laughs> even that, it We're just, to yet. me, it's just like, you know, as long as it's great, then, yep. you know. But I, I, I did enjoy it. And um, Kit the, the kids it. just love it. And I remember it being one of my favorite things when I was a child. So yep. I'm like, who am I to take that away yep. from you? Nice. Um, but I had, yeah, I had sourdough and poached eggs most mornings with fresh fruit and I was happy as. I was, yeah. Nice. Very happy. So Nova, highly recommend the Novatel in Queenstown for kids because they do, although they had like a um, movie night every night. So I left them with the babysitter. I did an event with Raywood Fresh and then I had my Amersfield dinner and um, the babysitter took them to the movie night in the hotel and they had like a little kids buffet for 20 oh, bucks cool. in the movie and they had popcorn and mm-hmm. it was great. Just a great experience mm. all around. Highly, highly recommend it. We walked everywhere. So I didn't need to Uber anywhere. We just Ubered from the airport and then walked everywhere. It was perfect. Loved it. Um, and then... The food that I love the most, honestly, the $8 smash burger at the waterfront. I saw that and I was like, that's going to be phenomenal. It was perfect. And if you wanted to double, it was $12. And you see everyone sitting around with their Ferg burger, like hundreds <laughs> of people. For an hour in line. And I was like, this lady yeah. is on to a winner. You could yep. add whatever you She had bacon, egg, blah, 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 but it was meat, cheese, burger sauce, nice brioche bun. Done. Perfectly warm bun. Like, oh, it was just. 10 out of 10, best experience. Nice. Yeah, loved it. Nice. Um, and the, yeah, we tried everything. All the food at the waterfront was good. Nice. The hot dog was overpriced at $10 a pop for a sausage and a bun. When you could get a smash burger yeah. for that. Yeah, But um, kids were happy. Dumplings were great. Crepes were great. The churros were great. Very nice. good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Done. 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 That's my on the place. I don't want to, yeah. <laughs> I did find Queenstown's a really interesting place. I've never been there with kids before. I've been there on my hen's party. I went there with Shannon once. I went there like with Bets once. Yeah. <clears throat> never been on like a sober trip with the kids because it's just so beautiful. Yeah. I definitely, the other times I've been, I've been drinking most of the time. And it's a good place to drink. There's no <laughs> denying that. Mulled wine on the lakefront. But I really opened my eyes to like all the other things you can do there. Very cool. Nice. Yep. Okay. Cool. Have we got anything to cancel? Have you got anything oh. to cancel? Ooh. Do, are there parameters for cancelling? No. Like, how broad can we go? Oh, you can do whatever you want. Grifters. I'd like to cancel grifters. What's that? Oh, d- well, like, you know, just people who are on the... Just people who just people who will just manipulate every situation, any situation, to get what they can from it. Ah. Yeah. Just, Yeah. A bit te- that was a bit terrible, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, Cancelling no, things. Um, yeah, yeah. No, you can go deep. That's fair. Yeah. Oh, just, you know, 
it's just the look what happened cost of living crisis there's a few other things going on yeah. and people are just like start they, to they start to a... get they start to get a bit hungry and a bit yeah. like I'm going to do whatever I need to do to get ahead yep. yeah. and you just kind of go oh no oh, calm down oh yep. what's yeah. that about yep. like oh yeah. you know just yeah. move them straight back out to that outer circle exactly <laughs> <laughs> right out to the outer circle yeah yeah <laughs> nice yeah nice. um i've written down candy floss um, what yeah, I know. It's, yeah. I did. It did bring the kids a lot of joy, but oh my god! Do you not like seeing your kids happy? Oh, not when they've had just eaten ingested a cup of sugar each. Uh, <laughs> it's a bit grinchy. Uh, it is a bit grinchy. All right, I'll, I won't cancel Don't it. Cancel I won't it. cancel it. Let's just will... let's just discuss it. Okay, okay, okay. Let's okay. Just we discuss it. we it... got some for free at Bunnings on the weekend for Abel, and he loved it. Of course, he loved it. It's but sugar. I did not love <laughs> the fact that. He somehow managed to get the whole stick of candy floss that was like wet because it was so humid and raining stuck in his hair. <laughs> <laughs> the oh. whole thing just somehow ended up like in his hair, and then he just like pulled it out, and then all of a sudden there's just like it, that was not fun. Yeah, no. Nah. It some is joy that comes with candy it, floss. It, it is. So I was sitting there the whole time. I was sitting there being like, "This is the." Best business model I have ever seen. It'd be like two cents. They are using a tablespoon per Sugar. thing. Yeah. Charging fourteen dollars. Yeah. Takes him about minute to make one. Yeah. Yep. His expenses are one cart. I don't know what you'd have to pay to be on the Queens. I feel like you could just rock up. Oh no. Nah. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah. That, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But surely it's not. It's not going to be massive because massive. It, because it's brilliant for the waterfront, right? Yep. So yeah. So Queenstown Lakes. Oh, no. You'd have to have a license or something. You'd you have to have a license for sure. They are called Sugar Daddy. They <laughs> 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 yeah. have an Instagram, and yeah. they were like killing it, and they're, so doing, they're doing those UFO, big UFO, UFO sort of ones, yeah. Yeah. ones yeah. different colours, and but one person, one teaspoon of sugar. Couple of minutes. You printing bucks. money. You're printing money. Yeah. Hundred percent. There you go. So there instead of a food truck, do we get a candy floss truck? <laughs> yeah. But it's it's like the real estate business though. It's location, 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 yep. right? Mm. Like yep. you, it's all about being in that spot. Yep. We're going to have high traffic, solid, yeah. consistent. And you need numbers. to be tourist tourist town because it's not something you're going to. I would never have bought my kids for that if I wasn't on holiday. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that yeah that. Okay. So I was at the uh, Cordis in Auckland, and they had one in. The, is it Cordis or Cordy? I never know. Cordis. We'll go with Cordis. Um, they <coughs> excuse me. They had one in the foyer. Wow. Is that smart to me? Because yes. if you're on holiday, <coughs> you got you're going kids here. <coughs> all out. Just dying over there. <laughs> um, then you, that's the time when you indulge. Because yep. if it was just at, like down here at the waterfront like, or here at the markets, or the night markets, like, maybe because we're out and about so much that like, we're always at the markets or we're yep. always down the mountain or we're always somewhere doing something. Like You just wouldn't just... Give them a candy floss because they already have enough treats. Yeah. Because we've usually just had pizza for dinner or something. <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah. But are your kids the kind of kids that like you walk around the night market and they're like, oh, can we have one of those, mum? Can we have one of those? Can we have one of those? Or they're a bit more like discerning. Um, Peppa's Peppa starting food. to get really into food. She really mm -hmm. wanted. I said to her, I was like, oh, we could go one day and try all the street food, and she was super into that idea. Mm. And she's like, right, we need to do all six. Yeah. Um, whereas Kit, he's like, yes or no. He's like, hot dog, yes. Churro, yes. <laughs> Anything that has any amount Candy of flavour? Yes. <laughs> and I kind of amped him up, though. He, he loved the burger. Oh, yeah. He, yeah, he, like, mowed half the burger. Um, 
he didn't want to try a dumpling, but Pepper had the dumplings with chili sauce and black vinegar, and nice. and it was just quite, I just quite like to introduce. I'm just trying to open their minds to like trying mm-hmm. foods, mm-hmm. Um, and Pepper really likes that idea, um, but then. They don't really appreciate. Like we went to a little pizza pasta place and they had hand- handmade pasta and they had pizza and they both wanted cheese pizza and I kind of wanted a pasta but I kind of wanted a pizza. I was like, oh, let's get like the kids' <laughs> pastas and pizzas and we'll just share them. But handmade cabinara, beautiful, very simple. Mm-hmm. They were like, nah. I'm like, it's bloody bacon, cheese and fresh pasta. How can you be nah? But, but what was their reasoning? Oh, no, they just didn't like it. Uh, they tried it, didn't like it. I think they don't like parmesan, which... Um, <gasps> Uh, yeah, I've tried. I, I try once a week, uh, but mm. they don't like Amazon. Right. But yeah, we've listened to this podcast, this Curious Kids podcast. We've been listening to like facts, and Parmesan cheese has the same smell as vomit. And apparently, okay, no, no, no. Okay. This is no, this is yeah. scientific. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah, a yeah. Scientific yeah. fact that you yeah. cannot differentiate the two in yeah. scent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Curdled milk, man. Yeah, ma- many yeah. studies have been done, mm. and, yeah. and they heard that on the podcast. And I'm wondering if that's what they experience as a um, non-cultured eater is just yeah. that that smell scent. Yeah. Whereas I'm like, oh, that's so yum. Parmesan. Yeah. yeah, the funk. Yeah, the funk because mm-hmm. we love it because mm-hmm. we because we know about how, yeah, yeah. how good it is. It's but. the same with like uh, the tangential. It's the same with like Jamaican overproof rums, right? They smell real funky, real oh. kind of like. You know, if mm. you're not into it, it smells like damp, musty, rotten cardboard and, you know, compost yeah. juice. Yeah. But if you're into it, you're like, this, this is delicious. Is awesome. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I want to put this in my face. Yeah. I like, I always try and think of clever ways to like trick them. Because mm-hmm. like, they're like pickles. So they've, uh, proper crisps is doing a dill pickle chip. Yeah. Yes. And I so told good. her, I was like, green salt and vinegar. And, <laughs> and she was eating it. I was like, do you like that? She's like, yep. <laughs> Like, that's pickle flavour. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, read the packet. So it is. Mm. <laughs> Not going to mm. trust you with anything. No, but I just, try, you know, you just got to keep poking. Like, the burger that we had had burger sauce, which has pickles in it. Yep. And they yeah. loved it. Yep. Will mm. they eat a whole pickle? No. Yep. You should hear them ordering the bloody Happy Meal. Oh. One uh, cheeseburger, no pickle, no onion. I'm like, no. That's uh, all the flavour. I know. <laughs> anyway. Tell us more about spirits, though. Tash, because you've got you've obviously got a nose for it and a, and a palate for it. I do my best. So you do a whole bunch with with. Um, well, you even started judging spirits, haven't you? I yeah. Uh, well, I've actually I've been so I've been doing sensory analysis yep. of spirits for nearly twelve years. Wow. Yeah, yep. actually maybe fifteen, but I don't count the first three because they were kind of my amateur Learning. years. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's, um, sensory analysis of spirits, which is. Kind of interesting. Yeah. You, you, there's a few different things involved. Like you have to understand the category and yep. know all of the different kind yep. of components. Uh, and then whether you're tasting it blind or you're tasting it with, you know, here's a product sample and here's exactly what it is. Yep. Therefore, you should taste, yep. you know, yep. X, Y, Z. Um, but, yeah, it's pretty It's pretty awesome. It's a good workout for the palate. How, how does that, like, cross over into your sort of food and cooking sort of stuff? Do you see it? Crossing over at all, or is it kind of you've you've honed it in on onto drinks? Ooh, um, no, it definitely it definitely crosses over. There's a certain extent though to where I don't worry too much about. I don't try and be too professional. Yep. Like, yes, I'm you know I'm a food writer and what yep. have you, but I don't try and be too professional in that space because there's so many other people in that space. Yep. It's yep. like I don't you know like oh, a niche. have that lane you know. Yeah, yeah, but sure. I'm like, man, if you want to talk about 
a whiskey or gin yep. or rum or whatever, yep. then that's we can totally charge down that line. But there's lots of crossover in yep. terms of flavour and how flavour works. Yep. And it's just the different ways that flavour's carried. So mm. ultimately, like what's alcohol, what's ethanol really good at doing? Mm. It's really good at carrying flavour and aroma. So that's that's actually what it's there to do. Yeah. The relationship is the same between alcoholic spirits and perfume, for yeah. example. Right. right. So yeah, it's kind of so the so understanding flavor, whether it's in a glass or whether it's on a plate, is all about understanding how it works together, what does, what doesn't, and mouthfeel and texture still applies. Do you use the same sort of uh, like you know bitter, sweet, salty mm-hmm. sort of categories that we would for food? Yeah, or... um, yes, yes, and then um, sometimes even more precise. So if you've ever seen like the the, the, wheel. the flavor wheel for um, beverages, mm. wine, spirits, there's a bit of crossover between the two. Um, so we kind of start with the bigger categories, um, which are broken down a little bit more than just, but they still, but they still have bitter, sweet, salty. Um, uh, and then we kind of move into like phenolics and, you know, what are the things that, that uh, smell and taste like cut grass or yeah. hot tar or, you know, so all of these. interesting, eh? Yeah, and, and, and what the interesting thing about it is that they're all, uh, distilling is chemistry, right? Yeah. It's just science in the same way that food is. But food, I think people don't necessarily always understand the science yep. of food in the same way like it feels like maybe it's just a bit more instinctual like there's probably so techniques. many variables as well whereas it's when you nail it down to like whiskey or, or something like that you can kind of imagine a still in a distillery and be like oh yeah that's definitely science because they've got a big 200 yeah. thing that they're yeah. boiling away and it's yeah yeah and well and and so when you're distilling you're looking for specific esters and compounds that yep. you want to cut out of your yep. spirit and then you're looking for certain ones that you want to Keep. include mm. and so there's a there's a distillery in um, Australia called Starwood yep. and they quite specifically measure their distillation cuts because they're looking for certain esters that they know will create and produce certain flavors mm. over time and then there's like in, there's like little specific compounds um, there's one that's in wine is a really really bad thing because it smells like bananas but in spirits it's a really really good thing <laughs> you're like yes we want bananas yeah. because that's going to give us these kind of uh smooth round vanillins and creaminess and yeah texture it's such yeah. a wild I, I got into like coffee quite heavily a little while ago and it's like i just sat there looking at the wheel of stuff and i'm just like sniffing it and i'm like tasting it and i'm like i just i wish i had a nose for it but i just can't i don't know mate is it is it a train like could you train it could you yeah. sit there and like practice it long enough to figure it out, or is it kind of a instinctual thing as well? Uh, it's I don't think it's instinctual. I think there's um, so there's bi- there's biology and physiology yep. to it. Um, so if you have you know mm. like if you've got some damage to your olfactory or whatever, like <laughs> good it's luck. Not going to happen. You know, yes. um, or to your taste buds, right? Yep. So that combo. Um, but you can practice it. I practice all the time. Like, I felt like I lost, I got really, or not, I didn't lose. I just didn't, I just stopped progressing for a little while when we were, um, during, like, COVID. Because I wasn't able to travel and And taste the the variety of samples and all that kind of stuff that keeps me fresh. Yes, you, but, like, like Bets has, as a super taster. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. she can taste something and she'll be like, that's young coconut. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, what? Mm -hmm. And I I wish for that, but, and I eat enough that I should be able to pull, but I don't have that. Um, ability to do that, but do you think you naturally have that? Like, I've made. I'm not a super taster. No. Um, like the. Um, but I. 
have a good palate mm. and I look at, you know, I look after mm. it. And I think a lot of the developing the skill, because you can be a super taster, but still not be any good at articulating yeah. it. Or, yeah. You know, so it's, it's kind of having some natural ability and then doubling down on that natural ability mm. through practice and learning. And oftentimes it's just paying attention to it. Yeah. Right? So, so many, so much of the time, the way that we eat, we don't actually sit and go, okay, what's the color? What's the... Um, texture, what's the flavour, what's the, you know, we'll kind of be like, mm, bam, in the moment. But we're also having that kind of, that pleasure response, mm. yes, yes or no. Yeah. So when you sit down to really analyse something, mm. you kind of have to take that, the pleasure part is the bit that's at the end, yeah. you know? Yeah, push like, it way back how and was, think like, about that. Yeah, yeah, so how am I scoring this or assessing this mm. for its texture, its qualities or its flavours or mm. how these things are working? And then at the very end you might go, Okay, and considering all of that though, did I like it? <laughs> and I've like I've scored some whiskies and spirits over the years where technically they're like really good, yep. you know, or they've been outstanding in certain components. And then oh. you get to the end and you're just like, yeah. technically good, but I didn't, I didn't like it. <laughs> it's <was> terrible. Interesting. <laughs> this yeah. kind of relates to the Amersfield experience, right? Yeah, because you're exactly the same. You're like each dish has every single component ticked off. We've Nailed got these. You got this, you this, 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 mm-hmm. this, this. It's every. Every part of it is it's aesthetic. It's got umami. It's got crunch. It's got mm-hmm. something soft. It's got something sauce. Mm-hmm. It's got like it's got every part salty, sweet. But yeah, did you enjoy it? Sometimes, yeah. Interesting. It is so interesting, isn't it? How do you when you say you look after your palate? How do you look after your palate? I uh, try not to burn it on hot coffee. Uh, okay, <laughs> first thing. Yeah. Um, try not to burn it, um, and try not to um, and. People have different kind of schools on this, right? But for me, I try not to eat all spicy food all the time. Mm. Um, mm. Try and kind of keep that balance. Because mm. if you get to that point where just like habitually, you have to douse everything in chili oil or yeah. spice or pepper or what have you, yep. then you start to kind of get very... That tolerance, I guess, as well. And then I like... find that with salt now. Mm-hmm. I've gotten this like salt palette that yep. is so... But I've actually felt like my, a lot of my chef friends have the same oh, it's, it's, yeah, salt it's, palette. It's restaurant salt versus home salt. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, I need to, I try, I'm trying to stop and sesh oil too because mm. I was absolutely – and the more I have, the more I want. Yeah. I'm like, I need to stop doing this. Oh, because it's amazing. Anyway. It wakes your whole palate up. Yeah. Go, oh, this is great. And then yeah. you go, wait, 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 hold on a second. There's beauty and subtlety. Yeah. You know, like yes. a, really, a really light, delicate panna cotta. Like yeah, it's 100%. still got to be able to be – You've uh, got to taste the yeah. things in it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's and it's so the kiwi palette, right? Big, bold, strong, mm. can't go wrong. Mm. It's across everything mm. that we do, mm. um, whether it's like low alcohol beers yep. or wine yep. or you know macas or barbecue or right. Like oh my gosh, <laughs> um, and and so we just we have this natural association that if the flavour's really big, mm. that it must be good. Mm. But actually, it's like no, this flavour's so big because there's so much caramel or yep. there's so much sweetness or there's so much. Yeah, it might not be balanced and it might yeah. not be good even though there's lots of something. Yeah, and mm-hmm. we do that um, all the time with um, one of my favourite convos ever. I did an interview with um, uh, Dean Brett Schneider, um, the baker, global baker. Anyway, we talked about hot cross buns and and cinnamon rolls and he was like, 
one of the major things that Kiwis do wrong when they go to bake yep. hot cross buns is that New Zealanders, when they bake hot cross buns, they're like four shades darker than any other hot cross bun in them. the planet. Yep. Yep. <laughs> because well, it's because they put too much allspice in it. Yeah, oh, and so heavily spiced. So one of the things that you kind of go is that the human palate yep. has a limitation to to yep. how much flavour it can perceive yep. of certain compounds. Yeah. So cinnamon, cardamom, um, allspice, juniper, yep. like coriander, lots of those things, right? There's a level to which we can yep. taste mm. it. Mm. So if you go over and above that, you actually start to, like, well, one, it's just a waste it's of waste. Really, yeah. really expensive spices yep. and ingredients. Um, but you, yeah, it's just not, like, it, there's A, there's no point, but also you start to just kind of deaden out mm. what that flavour balance could be, yeah. right? Yeah, so that yeah. whole kind of adage of less is more is sometimes... A really good thing. Had this realization last summer a little bit because I, th I think I've spent the last seven years um, trying to sell pepper and bee products. Yeah. <laughs> and so every dish that I make has a seasoning at the base of it. Yeah. And that's my job. Like that's what I do. Yeah. And totally. then, but uh, just some of my friends and just when they cook, uh, it's just so simple. And I'm like, I just, I love eating like this as well. And I'm like, how am I going to sell pepper? <laughs> 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 but the simplicity of a tomato and a piece of mozzarella and a piece yeah. of basil and a, a pinch of mangrove, like, yeah. like d to me, there's just nothing better. Yeah. But that's why winter's good for me because then you can get into those that's like bold, yeah, like yeah, slow yeah. cookers. We get back into the Moroccan tagines. Yeah. We get back into like everything yeah. in yeah. man and stuff like that. But yeah. yeah. I will say my favorite my favorite thing at the moment is using dude ranch like oh, a, yeah. like a seasoning salt on roast potatoes yes. and just like tossing yes. them through yeah. it before you roast them yeah. like that's awesome. It's a good seasoning that one, eh? Yeah, it's banging. You bangin'. sent me one of a, a pickle. Yes. Pickles pickles are having a moment. Yeah, and, I know. And they the need to have more of a moment eight. and pickle seasoning is awesome. Trader Joe's are doing yes, it in the states I, yes. and that yep. that on on roast potatoes. So good. Yeah, so we've got one coming in the advent. We haven't called it a pickle seasoning, but it's got that It's going to be similar. It's got that punch. Um <laughs> But yeah, we did start having a play with it when mm. you sent me that. It's always Trader Joe's always always good. Like that's where everything bagel came from and yeah. ranch. And uh, I just noticed that that Mingle and Me's just brought out a ranch dry seasoning as well. Yeah, <laughs> um, but they kind of lead the way, I guess. But what's great about TikTok is everyone sees all the American people using it. Oh, it's and then yeah. you can't get it here yet. Yeah. I'm like, right, well, like, I can do that um, yeah. and, and get it, get one made. So yeah, pickle pickle next on the list. Yeah. New Zealand is just underrate dill, I think. Like agree, agree. Like underrated, yep. underrated herb. Yes, More it dill is. all the time. But then I think, um, like, I don't know what it is in America. I, I, I watch them make the salads and there's a whole bunch of dill in it. I'm like, are you rich? We, we can't grow dill like that. Well, but the, right, yeah, okay. So, yes, yeah. <laughs> I spent a year like trying to master the art of growing dill. Yeah. And I got to these gorgeous, beautiful, bushy dill plants. Yeah. But the amount of time and energy that went into trying to curate them for this very short season of like <laughs> maximum dill, what yes. have you. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's true, right? I've been on the dill train and so I've bought my veggie pod. I've got, put a whole row of dill in there. I've yeah. got, I've planted my veggie gun at home. I've got it in my pots under the shade at home and then I've got some inside at home as well. Mm -hmm. So got four some options. which way or another, yep. there better be some dill somewhere. Dill and parsley. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on I'm so determined. Yep. One of my absolute favourite recipes is an Alison Roman recipe, who is a very interesting character in the world of food cookery things and TikTok. But um 
she does like a mushroom farro dish with additional crispy mushrooms on top. Yeah. A dollop of creme fraiche and like it's a it's a handful of dill. Yeah. And it's spectacular. Yeah. Like it, and it's the dill is the champion of the whole thing. Yeah. Because without it, n- none of those other ingredients sense, they yeah. sing. Yeah. You know, it's just yeah, oh, it is a bit genius. I am a massive fan. Did we do a dill? No, last year we did a dill butter, didn't we? Oh, I've done it. No, no, we've got a caper. We've put capers oh, in it this there, year. It's yes, caper, caper, citrus, and, yes. and, and dill. It's yep. really nice. Yeah, mm. yeah. Dill is definitely, I think, underrated. Do a big fan. Yeah. What's your? What are your favourite flavours to work with? A oh, very broad question. So broad. Um, it's probably really simple. Um, I like. I probably would refer to it as my like pantry essentials. Mm. So, um, garlic, ginger. It's really boring. It's garlic, ginger, soy, lemon. Vinegars, mm. can't have enough vinegars. Mm. Um, yeah, and then because then I can't. Yeah, then then which way do you go? Which direction do you go? Kind of green and herby, or do you go spicy and mm. robust? So mm. yeah, so probably like I'm like if I have those, I know I can, can make anything delicious. Yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, I definitely I love the aromats. Like yeah. that's just where I, I I really enjoy really enjoy aromatics. Um, I was cooking um, like a simple chicken, bacon, mushroom pasta, but I didn't have mushrooms. And we got to the end of it. I was cooking it. I was eating it. We were eating it at the table. And I was like, I didn't even cook onion in it. And mm-hmm. I didn't even do garlic in it. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember, like, this is like classic, like, 5.30. I need to quickly make something because mm-hmm. it's going crazy. And I got to the end of it. And I'm like, I didn't even, like, cook this properly. Yeah. It was so, anyway, I don't know. Was where it that good? Was. It was good. It was good because it was just, like, heaps of cream. Yeah. Salt. <laughs> right. Like right. bacon, you know, so the bacon. Oh, the bacon would have been through it all. I th- yeah. I do think this is like I was saying about last summer, like pasta is that like, Kiwis put a hundred ingredients in pasta mm. and oh, um, the more so I learn about pasta, the more I, I the pasta, lim- I did a limon recipe, which is just mm-hmm. the most simple lemon zest, Two lemon juice, ingredients parmesan, three ingredients, mm-hmm. yep. pasta water, um, mm-hmm. salt, and that's. One of my favourites, and then the cacioe pepper is my other yeah. all-time oh, yeah. favourite pasta, yeah. which is mm-hmm. just black pepper, pasta yeah. water, parmesan, mm-hmm. and good quality pasta. Stew cheese. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we should try it. No, we can't really try it. We're going to get some to throw up or something. Yeah. But no, that is a fact. Is, I've learned a lot of I've learned a lot of facts off this Curious Kids podcast. A lot. That rocks. Oh, Kit, I got an email from the daycare the other day like, oh, Kit's been teaching everyone at Bushkindy about how honey's made from bee vomit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, perfect. <clears throat> Excellent. Nice. Um, nice. Yeah, so I've got a big truffle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> re- I'm so excited. <laughs> um, I've never had a truffle before. And I'm going, I'm just planning my menu for Saturday. I'm going to, I'm thinking I'm like, like my wood fire pizza oven and I'll do some pizza crust with uh, a burrata and truffle. Mm. truffle. Yeah. And then I'm going to do, I've, oh, I want to do a gnocchi, but I feel like it's too risky when you're cooking for nine people. That's too much can go wrong. So maybe, but maybe just do the ketchup pepper pasta with truffle on it. And then I want to do a risotto, but like with the grain. Like farro. Yeah, farro do you reckon? Farrow. I was tossing it. I, was, I had a spelt one that I really loved. Oh, but, yeah. um mm. Farrow. I feel like farrow holds its texture and it brings its own kind of nuttiness. Yeah. And therefore 
you it kind of lessens the reliance on how much other kind of flavors you have to pack into the risotto because it yeah. really kind of okay just works well. Yeah, because I'm just going to keep it everything just super simple and mm. then just truffle, put truffle out on everything. and then put truffle yeah. on everything. <laughs> I don't even know if I love truffle that much. I'm just, you know, I'm just excited about yeah. the experience, and then I'll make some butter and some salt maybe. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited about it. Some truffle salt. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Nice. I always thought I didn't like truffle, and then I had the realization that it's the truffle essence I don't like. Fake truffle. Yeah, I actually can't stand it, mm-hmm. but I love. I have been loving fresh truffle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on but it's just yeah. And truffle's kind of exploding as a bit of an industry. Yeah, it like, is. We've got truffle farms in the Bay of Plenty. Yes. Like, yes. which is kind of wild. We've got a couple, eh? Yeah. And uh, it's like, oh, okay, hold on. Tapuki Truffles is actually doing a great job mm. now. And there's a new one in Rotorua that's, yeah. I think, about just needs mm-hmm. to find its feet to explode. Yeah. Which is kind of exciting because previously that's kind of, it's kind of been like a South Island Canterbury thing. So yeah, nice true. To kind of yeah. Like, oh, cool. Okay, we can we can do that. Because truffle's such a weird thing. Mm. It's such a weird thing. Like it is. it's the thing of stories that you hear. I, 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 even as I've been, it was a chef for ten years. I don't. I I do remember working with them once. We did a truffle dinner when I was very mm. young. I would have only been eighteen. Um, but I don't remember ever. Yeah, ever seeing them or having. I've never had one. Yeah, so mm. I'm quite excited about this. Have list. you got have you got the the slicer? No, I haven't. I've just got my microplane. I'll go and buy a slicer though. I might yeah. as well. I've gone this far. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's no point stopping. No at this point. No, yeah. no. Do you just need like a real fine um, mandolin? I kind have to of go thing? to uh, yeah, but it's a hand one because you've got to put it just before you eat it. Right. But I've got it in my container of eggs. Yeah. So as it infuses through the eggs. Is that, is that what it's for? Yeah, and then so you, you have, have a truffle, truffle scramble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna be on one. I'll probably but then, like, imagine making a carbonara with like a truffle. truffle egg. Yeah, that'd be. Oh yeah, that'd be good. That'd be epic. That would be good. But then I feel like I have to like do it service. So I'm like, oh, I've got to have to make pasta. I'm making pizza dough. I'm like, oh, I'm making gnocchi. No, this is too far. I need to. <laughs> what's that? What's that movie though about the feast? And it's the woman, and she gets the inheritance, and she like just blows everything on a feast of incredible food for. This, it's this old movie. I'll find it anyway. This sounds like my life. <laughs> yeah, but it's kind, of, well, it's kind of, this is the experience, right? So how far is too far? I think right. the question is, there's probably there's no old. point. There's nothing at this point that is too far. I want to have a live, oh, live crayfish know. tank to <laughs> put in the corner. Oh. I am well known for being the most OTT. Out the gate. Or the most, oh, yeah, oh, just over the top, just excessive, you know. I have like this built-in fear of not having enough food. Oh, yes, you do. I don't you know where it do. comes from. It's you not like we were starved you know as children happened? or anything. You know what's happened? What? You've been away and we've had about five meals here at work where other people have cooked. Mm. Every day we've had the perfect amount of food. Never once have we run out or had too much. And if Shree cooks food here for, for the staff or anything, mm-hmm. we always have like three times too much. No, that's not true. That's <laughs> actually not true. That's not true at all. They eat all the lunch that I make. There's sometimes one container oh, left over. I don't know. There's, I don't there, know. there has, it's all gets eaten. It's just everyone eats too much because it's there. Mm. <laughs> I, just <keep> <laughs> I just keep eating. <laughs> and then I panic. I'm like, oh, I need to do what's more next the, time. What's the, um, what's that's the it, sort that's, of... That's an escalating circle right Honestly, there. Honestly, it's... But it's I do, I got, like... Goes on I just, and on. I don't know what's wrong with me. Does it come from having spent time stuck on a boat offshore? Mm, maybe. Maybe, but I'm shocking. Like, I'm flying to Queenstown and I was telling the kids, I'm like, right, once we go through security, there's no food and the flight's two hours, so you've got three hours. There's no food. So you need to eat now. (laughs) 
<laughs> this is the end of the world. Why am I so stressed about it? <laughs> What's it? Is it like it, Italians or something that like you can't, you're not allowed to finish your plate because it kind of like shows whoever's cooked you food that they didn't give you enough? Oh, What's the, I don't know um, what that is. I don't know about that. It's like a nationality. Yeah, there will be something. You know, and it's like you literally, if you're not allowed to, you, there always has to be leftovers. Okay. Yeah. And I feel like you probably wouldn't do good there. Well, you'd probably be perfect, but. I am trying harder. I am trying a lot harder. Yep. But then I just, yeah. But trying harder to do what though? Like. Just to not be so excessive uh, with my catering. Um, <sighs> yeah, like. I did the other week and I made seafood chowder and bread and that was it. And that, that it's so funny. It's kind of like... for me to build, not make anything other than You've that. like built it into me as well and it's like the same thing. If I go to the supermarket and you ask me to get a thing of yogurt, I'm going to come back with like two or three things of yogurt. Yeah. And I don't know why. But it's know. but it's like yeah. if I go once, Shree wants yogurt, I'm going to get back to work and she's going to run out of yogurt again and I'm going to have to go back and get more yogurt. So I'm just going to like preemptively get more to you, make sure that you don't run out. I need to go to therapy for this. <laughs> I need to go to therapy because <laughs> I can't... I, you'd think it came from, like, not having enough food as a child, but we definitely did. No. That was not the issue. No. Yeah. The boat... Nah, I mean, the boat was, like, hard to get provisions, but you, you most of the time there's a thousand things mm. sort of mm. around. Mm. So who knows? I'll go and ask the therapist. <laughs> All right, is there anything you want to touch on, Tash, or add in? We kind of, as you can tell with our podcasting sort of agenda, we just spin yarn, so I don't know if yeah, you want to look, add in or... No, it's just, it's nice to see you both. It's cool. You know? Yeah, it's great. Yeah. You'd make a great co-host if you ever want to come over weekly. <laughs> we're, in the sure. market. we're in the market sure. for a new co-host. Are you right. trying to kick me out or are we... Yes. Additive? <laughs> While we're at it, Lawn, we probably don't need you anymore. Should we, should we negotiate the terms now? Just, yeah. Yeah. Hey, anytime, anytime. Oh, cool. It's yeah, a joy. I, 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 yeah. So, so incredible to chat with you. You got named, was it one of the top 50 influential women in food this year? I did, yeah. And oh, how, how cool. cool is that? Yeah, it was super, it was, it was really, it was really lovely. It was also completely a surprise because I had been, um, we, I had been talking with um, Kelly, who put that list together, about all of the, all of the women that I thought should be on it. <laughs> I was like, and this person, and this person, and how do oh, how do we figure this out? And blah blah. blah. So that was that was pretty that was pretty epic. Cool. Yeah, um, and it felt really nice actually because I um, like well hashtag humble brag. So I was one of the finalists for um, international spirits communicator of the year um, last year at, for a really big international competition, and that was just kind of epic because like nobody thinks about like spirits writing or like you know we think about wine writing here yeah. in New Zealand but yeah. we don't really think about spirits, all of the other yeah, mm. yeah. side of it and um and so much of the work that I do is actually and also the business side of it mm. like the industry mm. side of where are we going and what what things do we need to address so that was pretty epic so so the the um influential women thing that was that was a yeah, it was kind of it was super nice. Yeah, super made cool. me happy. Yeah, it's lovely. I didn't know it existed till I think you shared it. Or it was the first year. Yeah, so oh, last year was the first year. You. Oh, cool! Yeah. What a great thing to have. Yeah, really cool. cool. And I loved like yeah, reading through the list and um, seeing everyone because it is a very male dominated industry for sure. So mm -hmm. it's very cool to see some female chefs getting out there and all female, all in general. Yeah, well, I doing think cool things. Part of the um, 
I wrote a story for it, which was, forgive this tangent, but I wrote a story for that particular issue of the magazine and and support and sort of for the launch, which is actually all about the spirits industry because what I think what what we, it's really easy for for male chefs. Well, mm. it's easy for chefs to be male, but it's mm. really easy for male chefs to get so much attention. Mm. But they are just a tiny sliver mm. of the industry mm. and of actually what goes into how we think about mm. food and beverage and hospitality in New Zealand. Yeah. And in the spirits industry in particular, it's it's women. It's actually women. Like really? it's women running Glengarry's. It's That's women cool. running, you know, um customer marketing for, you know, Liquorland and all the different kind of retailers. It's mm. women running the distillery businesses. It's you know, it's just women, 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 women mm. all the way through. Um our Best, some of our best distillers are mm. all women, mm. you know, um, and so it's kind of you know, I'd, yeah, I, I'm like in the, in the industry, it's it's women. Cool, cool. You know? that's wicked. Hey, before before you go, because you're um, living in Rotorua, I am. Favorite places to eat there? Oh. I asked this the other week, and I I used to say Atticus Finch, but I've that's not been good yeah. lately. So mm. yeah, um, uh, so for me, if you're wanting a um, a uh, not quite fine dining, but like, you know, super premium, delicious meal, um, Poco, for sure, on um, Arawa Street. Oh. It's upstairs. It's just over a year old. Um, Jeff and Catherine. Never even heard of that. Yep, perfect. Well, come over and come for a visit there and I'll go. take you for dinner. Yeah. Um, they've got a um, back bar that they're really trying to keep as much sort of New Zealand spirit focus as possible. Um, beautiful seasonal ingredients, tapas style dining, but um, yeah, absolutely delicious. Um, and then... Um, yeah, it is. It is a bit tough, but there's there's a really cool place that's just op- that opened last year. Has just moved location called White Tiger, um, and it's a really cool kind of thing of like they bring you around a bunch of samples yep. of the things on the menu, and then oh, you choose you which pick. ones you want. Oh, and so that's really taken off. That's, that's been pretty neat. pretty epic. That sounds um, great. Yeah, and then there's the classics. You know, there's Eastwood Cafe, which is yep. just delicious. Yeah. Um, funnily enough, I don't know if I should say this, but because I'm trying to make friends in Rotorua and be like, <laughs> guys, I've moved here because I'm committed to the cause and, yeah. and I want to see I want to see food and beverage yeah. take off there yeah. and you know there's real opportunity yeah. um, one of the best restaurants um, best eating experiences mm-hmm. Annie's Gin Bar and Tapas which has been closed for nearly a year uh, is reopening okay. and I am so stoked because it's actually some of the best um, indigenous influenced food that I've Where's had that? Um, it's on the other side of town yeah uh, Omaha Street, maybe, yeah, and it's kind of like, it's it looks like it's it's the fit out as I mean, the yeah, it looks like it's like used to be a takeaway yep. kind yep. of a spot, yep. and it's amongst a bunch of kind of takeaway kind of cheap easy yep. eats, um, but the but but the food, Larissa's food is just has always been phenomenal. So when she closed, that was kind of heartbreaking. The yep. fact that she's reopening is super exciting. exciting. Cool, um, so funny. Yeah. I literally feel like we lived there for so long and. All I know about is Eat Street. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I'm just not um, immersed in that scene enough, or um, there's just so much space for more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a lot of good classics there, isn't there? Like um, your old school classic dining. Yeah, it seems to be what people are doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. and Whereas, the, and and it's and and I think a little bit because. 
local market, that's what they mm. want. Like, yeah. Rotorua is definitely a place where, like, people yep. want big portions. Yep. They yep. want to yep. feel like they're getting value for money from yep. their feed. Yeah. Um, Not so much into the sharing yet, just yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then you have kind of, and like, Fainting Goat is kind of a classic. They've actually got a couple of dishes on their menu yeah. that are actually yeah. pretty, pretty yeah. delicious. Um, and then they've got some of their big platters yep. that are just like, bam, yeah, everybody's everybody's happy with yep. some, you know, squid rings. Some ribs and, and some yep. wedges. Yeah. But um, they, they just recently brought out on their latest menu a venison carpaccio, which was actually super delicious, um, and a, um, a ga- uh, like a garlic bread with um, fennel jam and a burrata on top. Oh, and it was yum. like, yeah, okay, bang, all right, yeah. now we're now we're in some, now we're you talking. know. Yeah. yeah. So so I think you know, as we as things kind of bounce back, yep. it's cool for people to be excited. Highlighted about that. how um, touristy Rotorua is, I think. Oh, totally. Like, and how much it really sort of dropped off with COVID and everything going on there. Um, well, part of the, I think part of the challenge is that. When when you are a tourism, when tourism dominates your mm. local market, mm. and I like to, I, the example I use is like Queenstown versus Wanaka. Mm. So post COVID, Queenstown still lots of good food, mm. lots of but you but it's still wrestling, it's mm. still struggling to kind of bounce mm. back and from mm. its hospitality perspective. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and then, but if you go across the hill to Wanaka. Like it has been pumping the whole oh, way through. Yeah, you got a book. It's open. Like yep. everything's open five, six, seven nights a week. Wow. Yeah, it's pumping. It's full. It's busy. And the difference is that that Wanaka's kind of scene is based on the locals, right? So it's yeah. like everything's about actually local. Yeah. Yep. So you start to get some flavour that pushes out there. So like if I'm talking about if I'm down in like Central Otago mm. in the lakes, and someone says, "Oh, where do I want to go for a great mm. meal?" I'm gonna say, "Go to go to Kika, go to Kika." I was gonna say that. That's, um, yep. that's a bloody yep. great restaurant, isn't it? And they've got a little cafe too, don't they? Mm-hmm. And it's so yep. good. Uh, and then they've also got um, Mutton Bird as a um, new spot that's um, just kind of down and around. And then there's, um, you know, there's just a like mm. bunch of really, really, really great restaurants so, yeah. there. You can have a great time eating, like, day yeah. in, day out. Yeah. Whereas I, f- I feel like you have to work a little bit harder mm. for it to get away from the tourist mm. thing in, in Queenstown. Queenstown. Agreed. And so that's the thing in Rotorua is that so much tourism, yeah. it's really been about, hey, we need to have something for everyone. Yeah. So yeah. Eat Street's kind of like, sometimes yeah. Eat Street is every spot's got the same a variation yes. of the same menu. Yeah. 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 Remember like the great days of the 90s cafe where like every cafe had like a, a pasta, yeah. they had like a Thai curry, they had a... Seafood know. chowder, uh, an yeah. eye for a filet mignon. <laughs> uh, and a chicken Caesar salad. Yes, yeah. yes. God, yeah. that's like my heyday because that's where I was and, well, when I was chefing and I was yes. 18. So what, 15 years ago? Yeah. And seismic and... Seismic and... Oh, uh, um... Brew? No, Ambrosia. Um, uh, oh, Ambrosia? No, I was down on the corner. It was called Brass. Oh, Brass. Brass Bar. Yeah, and I started That's at Herb's now, Place. Um, Herb's Place. And they're all just like classic, yeah. Yep. They try mm. and do try and do everything. Mm. Not sharing, yeah. Brass is now Fainting Goat. Fainting Goat? Yeah. Oh, it's been through... <laughs> five or six or seven different A people. lot. It was an Italian kind of place for a while. It's on the mm. corner. Yeah. Opposite, uh, uh, yeah, it was triple one five. I don't even so <laughs> long ago, <laughs> so long ago. Anyway, okay, good. That, cool. Thank you for that. Yeah, that, yeah, really good to know. Yeah, good. We, come we, across, uh, come across for for dinner. Yeah, yeah. We'll go on a tour. Yes, excellent. I'll be keen for that. Sounds great. All right, thanks so much for coming on. That's amazing. Oh, great to chat with you. Thanks for having me, man. We talked a lot. Eh? Yeah, we did. We <laughs> <Four> shambles. <laughs> you I have two weeks of content now. <laughs> it's a two. It's a two parter. Have a week, okay. week off. It's okay. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Cool. All right. Thank you. See ya.
thanks for listening to the Pepper and Me podcast, guys. Make sure you like and subscribe. And if you're interested in any of the products that we're talking about, you'll find us at pepperandme.co.nz.